0: Seafood News.
1: I'm Seafood News Managing Editor Amanda Buckle, and you're listening to the Seafood News Podcast. Joining us on the podcast this week is Rob Jordan, the CEO of Rare Foods Australia, the world's leading Greenlip abalone producer. But Rare Foods Australia is getting involved in much more than abalone. The company's expanding their reach with ocean cellarings. So, if you love wine, pour yourself a glass and listen in as we talk with Rob Jordan of Rare Foods Australia. Hi, Rob. Thanks for joining the Seafood News Podcast at the crack of dawn your time. So, in case you didn't have your coffee yet, we're going to start you off with an
2: easy question. Um, for our listeners who aren't familiar with Rare Foods Australia, can you just tell us a little bit about the company?
0: Yeah, No problem. Firstly, Amanda, Lauren, thanks for having us. And um, yep, bright and early here in uh, Western Australia. Um, I think uh, we're literally 12 hours uh, away from each other. So- Right well, on the dot.
1: Yeah.
0: yep. <laughs> rare Foods Australia is literally, it stands for bringing um, the premium produce of the Southwest of Western Australia, uh, those rare foods that uh, are in abundance down here to premium customers throughout the world. Um, we started uh, um, with our flagship product was, which was uh, uh, an innovation, uh, taking a onland uh, a juvenile lip abalone and uh, growing it on an artificial reef, uh, uh, a few kilometres uh, off the uh, pristine uh, uh, Augusta Harbour, which is about 300 kilometres uh, south of Perth, um, and from that. Uh, we're looking to uh, add other rare foods from the premium Southwest into our into our arsenal and take those, as I said, to premium customers throughout the world.
1: Now, I know that um, the company was originally called Ocean Grown Abalone and rebranded to Rare Foods Australia in 2021. Um, why the decision to rebrand? Was it something that sparked during the pandemic or, or was this a long time coming?
0: No, look, um, as I said, the, uh, the genesis of the business was... Um, Greenlip Abalone, uh, the innovation of, of uh, a replica wild Greenlip Abalone. And that's now today underpinned by uh, the MSC, the Marine Stewardship Council accreditation that does accredit it as literally a uh, sustainable and scalable um, uh, a wild uh, fishery. Um, the uh, uh, number one thing in this business is how we direct uh, de-risk that core business uh, diversify and grow, and and, uh, the rebranding was to underpin that. And as I said right up front, there is a plethora of rare foods in Premium Southwest, and and being able to add them in under a brand that uh, could be enunciated and described to Premium customers in various languages throughout the world um, was the the genesis behind the the rebranding
1: okay and where where are you primarily exporting where where are your biggest export destinations
0: well we're all through the world now um our whole sales and marketing strategy is to find what we call master distributors throughout each region and we would get wholesale inquiries for our our abalone products literally on a daily basis for two three hundred kilos now if i tried to pack a hundred tons in two three hundred kilo um, lots. Uh, I need to build a brand new organisation. <laughs> so our whole, well, literally, um, uh, our whole modus operandi is to find um, a master distributor who deals with premium customers in, in a region, and then respectfully channel those uh, wholesale inquiries to that master distributor. It gives that master distributor confidence to put uh, demand in, in um, our forward order book and. and um, you know to put that into context we've literally sold, uh, we've got four orders for the entire harvest of this year and, and um, uh, now today our master distributors we started with uh, our primary one in Hong Kong we've now got them in the UK Singapore um, we're in latter stages of developing our one in uh, Canada and uh, in your um, home country North America and um uh, also were uh, Vietnam and Japan so literally throughout the world mm-hmm. um, we would like to ensure that uh, you, you know they're they're taking a uh, certain percentage of uh, the the uh, uh, the produce, um, not uh, um, significant amounts, but that takes time to develop, but that's the underlying strategy.
1: Okay yeah I, I have to admit and, and Lauren I, I'm pretty sure you're the same. I've never had abalone <laughs> no not yet
0: well i think um i think the most delicious pork belly you've ever tasted Mm. um that comes out of the ocean and then you feel like you've not that i have but it feels like uh, you've had some sort of a uh, an uplift akin to uh, uh, what they tell me is a steroid but um uh, the, the the abalone um is traditionally um you know, one of the uh, gems of the ocean. It's uh, highly sought after in the Asian culture because of it. And um, not to make too light of it, but uh, um, it makes the man feel good according to the woman. <laughs>
1: <in Asian laughs> okay. Um,
0: but you really do feel good afterwards. And um, look, our, our founder and executive director, um, Brad Adams, who basically innovated in this space, he is. Um, You you know, a uh, abalone diver from way back, um, he does the most delicious three dishes that uh, now are on our tour and tasting menus. One is the uh, um, lightly sautéed with uh, um, uh, chilli and and ginger. Um, One is the sashimi grade and the other one is a crumbed version. Now, you sit uh, on our pristine harbour with a glass of cuvee and... Uh, eat that stuff and you just feel a million dollars besides the fact that um, you, you know we live and work in the most underpopulated part of the western world really left and you can walk on beaches and see no one um, yeah we we live and work in paradise
1: Wow. Uh-huh. All right, Lauren. Let's let's book our ticket. We're we're going to go visit River food Australia. <laughs> yeah, right. If that's not a great marketing <laughs> message, like I don't know what is. <laughs> and no, and I guess I'll take my husband along too. I wasn't. <laughs> think Our podcast was going to go in this direction, but yeah, usually sure we, we leave them behind. But for this one, maybe <laughs> they can come.
0: <laughs> well, if they surf, if they surf, Margaret River's got some of the best and most famous breaks.
1: Yeah, the- and mine oh. does. So, all right, we're booked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now our, um, entire,
0: our entire dive team challenges themselves to get to work on time if the surfs up.
1: Oh, I bet, I bet. That's uh, what a hard job to have. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Rare Foods is in an interesting space in that the company produces wild caught abalone and farms. Is that correct?
0: Well, we um, take a uh, an eighteen month juvenile off a farm about 400 kilometres away and that's the juvenile that we seed our reefs with and replenish our reefs. Um, we do uh, uh, and we have set up the whole sales and marketing and processing uh, our facility and, and enticed and through, you know, reasonably good relationships with uh, the farm and the uh, wild court holders. We do a lot of processing and selling on their behalf. So. We now take a tier-based uh, product offering uh, to customers throughout the world. That includes farm, the Row eye um, wild Court and the green lip wild Court, as well as the brown lip wild court. So, we do take a tier-based offering uh, to the customers. Most of our customers are after uh, two things. Um, firstly, of course, quality, um, and the uh, Southern Oceans produce uh, the best of the best. Um, but uh, um, additionally they're after you, you know that premium level is after continuity of supply. You know once they create with their wholesalers and retailers uh, um, a, uh, a menu or, or a, uh, a continuous demand they want to be able to uh, supply with continuity. The tier based uh, opportunity offers them um, the opportunity to, to broaden that from time to time but uh, yeah we um We sell, we process, sell, and distribute for the tier-based. We only currently produce our own version of the wildcore. Okay. So...
2: I wanted to bring something up the company well for both of us caught our eye with the recent announcement about ocean cellaring trial um a method of aging wine on the ocean floor which i think is so interesting we clearly love seafood and it just so happens we also love wine as well so we're very intrigued um you know tell us everything from the technique to the partnership with wine reef we want to hear more about that
0: look innovators Uh, And our founder was one. They're always trying stuff. Uh, And, um, yeah, I think about four years ago um, with uh, a friend of... uh, There's uh, a boutique winery down in the Margaret River region. They read an article about, uh, you you know, some uh, champagne that had been bought up uh, off a sea wreck in the Northern Hemisphere. And um, they went and tried it. Um, And uh, the trial was... uh, a few hundred bottles and um, it was uh, an amazing success in the sense that it looked like an ocean treasure. Um, it tasted great, it was rather alcoholic and um, it sold like hotcakes um, and that was without really putting a great deal of thought behind it. So um, we did put a bit of thought behind it, so so to put this into context, our artificial reef uses about 2% of our 413. Uh, um, uh, hectare a uh, lease. Um, you, you know, what we're conceptually trialing now will take another 2% of the lease, so we've still got a fair bit left to be able to use down there. Um, so we've uh, we, we kind of named um, with our strategic partners, these boutique wineries, we named a, an ocean signature product, so that's literally putting a bottle down there, letting it create its own ocean signature from the fouling that takes place down there and cellaring it and a couple of uh, things that came out of that cellaring it in the ocean um uh, allows a constant swell and a constant temperature um that man can't really replicate on land and uh, it's done so without using any of the energy costs and uh, we set about uh, um looking at how we could scale this Uh, i mean you can throw more bottles down there and we've got a bit innovative on the way that we house and hold them now, so they uh, roll around and foul up a little better. Um, And we bumped into Wine Reef. Um, Wine Reef uh, were looking for somebody who had an ocean lease um, who was next to a wine region who had uh, a team of divers. It was kind of serendipitous when we bumped into one another. Um, We were looking for a way to scale this. Um, so Wine Reef's technology is uh, slightly different to um, a cellaring process. It, it, they take a 250 litre vat. Um, uh, they uh, add in a certain amount of yeast. It's a bit like uh, you, you know Colonel Sanders' secret recipe. <laughs> and uh, the wine goes through a secondary fermentation process. That uh, That vat is tethered to the ocean floor again, they wanted around about 20 metres, which is ideal because that's what our lease is. And the uh, constant swell and the temperature, again, takes that uh, through a rapid secondary fermentation process. So we're about to trial theirs. We're still going to pursue the ocean signature. And um, as I said, with the space that we have down there, we have an ocean cellar. And how we choose to use that now is uh, literally something that We're uh, we're working through because um, you you know besides the process itself that uh, we're fine tuning, it also uh, allows for a significant reduction in energy costs because of course uh, the ocean does it all for you. Oh wow!
1: Okay. Um,
0: yeah, now we uh, are pairing um, our ocean cellar product with our abalone product in tours and tastings, and um, yeah, bring your partners, yeah. come and come come and sit and uh, look at the whales go by, mm-hmm. and uh, eat the best and drink the best.
1: That's that sounds amazing, and it's done it's and done. done. <laughs> yeah. So so I'm I made a misunderstanding. So is the the lease where the abalone is as well? So is it the wine. In
0: that same water? Yeah, so our uh, flagship product is called Two Oceans. So when you look at uh, um, the map of uh, Western Australia, you get about uh, um, 300 kilometres south of Perth, and it's where the Indian Ocean meets the Southern Ocean. That's why it's called the Two Oceans. You can actually stand there and and watch the meeting of these two huge currents, and uh, it's it's within that. Uh, that are leases that's why it's quite unique from its food source for the abalone which is largely seaweed and, and uh, the swells the swells uh, you, you know as the swells go in and out that's akin to rain that falls on the land and uh, um, you, you know uh, fertilizes uh, the crops um, the swell that's coming in and out brings in the algae that the uh, the abalone love and the fouling that uh, is represented on those uh ocean signature bottles. so yeah that's where our lease is and uh, we um we've got a purpose-built processing facility on the pristine harbor so our lease is about a kilometer off that harbor and uh you know we generally get to work about 185 days out of there um based on weather and swells um during the summer months it's beautiful the the divers do were um you know they 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 work for their money in the winter months, um, and uh, we try and encourage, especially during the the difficult swells of July, June, July, August, that uh, a lot of them go away, go up north for holidays and whatnot, because get uh, yeah, diving does become a bit uh, bit difficult because of the swells. But the swells are good from uh, from what they're doing for the for the biomass out there. So yeah, okay, wins and losses.
1: Yeah, that that's that's so interesting, and that you're able to use it at least for for two diff- very different things. Um, and I saw there is a picture, and, and we'll try to get a picture to go along with the podcast. Um, the the bottles, uh, I know, uh, I think when went along with your press release. The bottles of, of the signature are, are just beautiful, and and each one is obviously so unique. Um, that's I, I just. I just wanted to say that if whoever's listening you have to go check out this yeah what the bottles look like because that's
0: just so cool well um, there is that there, there is a place in uh, um well there is a news article off the coast of i believe it was california where somebody was doing this without a license and they threw um the californian authorities mm-hmm. through the book at them um and they were they were getting around about 500 us a bottle um wow. we were quite uh, diligent in in We've got the only two aquaculture leases in the state that you can put aquaculture product on the ocean floor, and now we're we're licensed to do uh, these two variations in, in our management plans. So we we were very careful in in that regard. Everything else um, is literally um, if you throw bottles in the ocean, it's literally um, akin to dumping. Um, and uh, as the article I read. Uh, um, indicated that's what they got charged with and it was a significant fine so yeah be very careful before you just go dumping bottles in the ocean
1: (laughs) yes you cannot just go do that i read that same article it's it's pretty pretty interesting yeah so we're not i'm assuming we're not gonna be able to get this wine in the u.s i I think Um, i
0: I think you'll be able to get uh, the winery the the bulk trials Um, the ocean signature um, because of its biofouling we're going through a process now you, you know look we could get away with it with a glaze um but the, by the time you add cost on top of cost you you, you know you get to the point uh, um is it actually worth it especially I, I can represent from a marketing point of view i can represent um the uh the bulk version of this in, in a similar way um and get it all over the world so we're, we're looking at all of that at the moment amanda but um you know what's inside the bottle personally that's the most important yeah um and uh yeah I'm, I'm very much looking forward to the wine reef trial well
1: that was my next we, question what is inside the bottle is it is it white is it red what what kind of what kind of wine is it
0: both um we're um the great thing about uh, um where we live and work is we're in you know one of the top wine regions in the world so there is a lot of wine in bulk for sale um and uh we're looking at to two, we're looking at a red and a white. Um, you, you know, well, we're gonna be led by um, our uh, partners, wine reef on what they think will uh, uh, process best. Um, but uh, yeah, we are trialing two, uh, a red and a white. And if, you're, um, if your listeners had actually, uh, if they've actually read the article and they're, they're looking at how many bats we're doing at 250 liters, they'll go, well, how does that equate to 13,000 bottles? It should only equate to about seven. Um, The reason is that we will do a a blend as well. So there'll be kind of four types. There'll be pure blends of uh, red and a blended version of the red. So the on-land equivalent and its uh, ocean salad counterpart. And and we'll do um, something similar with the wine. So we've run the various scenarios. And on average, 13,000 bottles came out of those scenarios. Um, So we'll... We expect to be harvesting and, and uh, tasting and testing all of this around about the May to uh, uh, the March to May timeframe, and um, yeah, um, keep in touch. We'll be able to get you some.
1: We'll have to do a podcast where we just listen to you drink, right? <laughs> just, just give
2: us, <laughs> tell us that's when we schedule our trip down right May,
1: <laughs> so that we could be part of the tasting process. <laughs> now, uh, By all I do. Did- I read in an interview that the Ocean Cellaring Trial is a crucial step in diversifying and expanding Rare Foods Australia in the international premium market. Um, What do you see as the future for Rare Foods Australia?
0: Um, It's already started now. Um, Look, there's a lot of small uh, family-owned businesses around the Southwest that produce um, rare products. Um, You you know, um, the on-land uh, products like uh, we we have somebody who uh, um, basically grows uh, pigs with uh, um, what's the right chestnuts, um, you, you know, and, and it's uh, it's a chestnut pork basically. Um, we have a lot of rare premium products like that, and um, what we all noticed some time ago, and it's true in a lot of senses that Australia produced some of the best products throughout the world, but for a long time. Um, she's been a price taker, and, and uh, we've got an opportunity here to create a story about the rare products from the premium Southwest, and, and to create uh, an organisation that has you, you know a certain size, and, and that certain size will allow people to grow even throughout the uh, even throughout the premium Southwest. So expect uh, rare foods to be adding in. Um, other rare food products Um, I've got my eye on a few that are just on land Um, again from a number for a number of reasons um, you you know there's there's a number of synergies with all of this um, in terms of uh, tourism tasting and uh, retail there's a number of synergies with a lot of them because you, you know they were primarily in product A but they started doing product B one that I'm looking at now just has a, an offshoot of uh, 3,000 bottles of wine. So guess what I'm going to do with those? Um, you, you know, so there's a number of uh, these around, and they're looking to us um, as a, uh, um, a, a a listed entity to be able to help them exit what they built. Um, and, and if it makes sense from a synergy and a cost point of view, um, then, you, you know, we're interested, we're having a look at them. So expect us to add in more rare foods from the premium Southwestern. One function we want to grow, or the only function we want to grow is sales and marketing. We want to get uh, really crisp at telling that story to our uh, premium customer group. But here's the other thing, um, Amanda, Lauren, Um when you do that and you're selling strategically, customers will tell you what they want. Um, you don't actually have to work too hard about to telling them, they'll tell you what they want, and uh, I can pretty much guess that it's being produced in the southwest. Um, and and uh, again, you, you know, when you look at any of these uh, um, uh, integrated supply chain, all the money's made at uh, um, at, at uh, the sales and marketing uh, space. It's not made in the production of them. And uh, I think we've got a real opportunity to look spread the word of how good the products are. Stop being a price taker and start uh, uh, creating uh, that narrative throughout the world.
2: Yeah, so um, other than, you know, um, tasting the wine for for May, is there anything coming up in 2024 that you're excited about? Um, You know, what can we expect to see from Rare Fruits Australia in the new year, other than, you know, growing your marketing and your exposure? Is there anything specific that you guys are working on or just... Spill the tea. (laughs) The wine. <laughs> just, just in general what you, what you guys were, were looking about in the, the far future
0: Look, I, I think we're going to get very good at that tier based abalone product mm-hmm. um, we've got two products that we're currently doing which is the, the meat and the whole in shell um, we will probably uh, start live, um, live is a Bit of a misnomer because you know logistically everybody says oh it's only five hours from perth yeah but it's five hours to perth um everything is uh, uh, difficult in the southwest uh, logistically um so we will look at uh, um, those products um how we organize our ocean cellaring and uh, the products that uh, we produce out of ocean cellaring i'd like to be far more advanced in 24 on that and expect there to be another rare food um added to the stable um so that that's what you can expect from us in in 24 but uh, um scale and growth of those two um major uh product streams is uh, the number one priority at the moment getting the business uh, uh, relevant uh through uh, uh significantly scaling uh, the tier-based abalone but we are the leading premium uh, um supplier of Abalone Worldwide, we intend to own that space, and uh, with Ocean cellaring, we intend to we'll leave that space in the Southern Hemisphere. Uh, our partner, Wine Reef, produces 200,000 bottles a year. There is no reason with the space that we have available um, that uh, um, if, we get, if we pair the story correctly and get the right customer base involved, there's no reason why we can't match that.
1: That's fantastic. Well, we're excited to to help share the story on the podcast. Rare Foods Australia is doing so many cool and exciting things. Um, so, thank you so much for for sharing the story behind it and and you're on our radar. So, we're excited to see what what other rare foods come out of Rare Foods Australia. We are your expanding customer base, for sure. <laughs> we'll let you know when we book our tickets, and uh, we'll see you in- <laughs> see you in May.
0: <laughs> got a got a great group of people down there who would love to host you.
1: <laughs> well, Rob, thank you so much for joining the Seafood News Podcast. We're so excited to have you on, and we'll have to have you on again in the future when, when you start harvesting that wine. <laughs> Thanks, Rob.
0: Cheers, ladies. Back to the cocktails for you, back to the coffee for me. Exactly. <laughs>